Hey world, Reverend Saint here. I am Reverend Megan. We are two queer black women. We are ordained ministers who really love God, God. and love to cut up, love to get down and get, get real. real. We move by the spirit, the beat, and our authentic being. We are ready to share our truth and our journey of love, life, and liberation. This is our time and our space to simply be. We, we are, are two, two rebs, rebs with, no, with church. no church. Gathering all those who want to get into the conversation about faith, hope, hope and love. What up, world? <laughs> what up, what up, what up? I'm Reverend Saint and I'm Reverend Megan. And we are here on another episode of Two Rebs, No Church. And today we're talking about what we're talking about. What is we talking about? We're talking about community and accountability. There you go. Listen, we stemming this from Psalms 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Psalms 120. Psalms from which, which cometh my help? Where your help come from? The Lord. My help cometh from the Lord. The Lord which made heaven and earth. God said, okay, um, so <laughs> let's get into it. What is accountability for you, Megan? What does that mean to you? What was <laughs> What's going on? What's good? You know, you What's know. Good? What's good? You know, I'm pushing it on you. <laughs> well, I don't know why. That's what I'm saying. What's good? Because I'm going to just let the people know. We had a whole discussion before this. <laughs> And I told, I told this wonderful, beautiful, uh, get on my nerves being, I said, you gonna, you gonna have to, you gonna have to step first because this is not a topic. That's my strong suit. Is and it, this wonderful, is it, is it because you lack accountability? And this wonderful, no, this, well, this wonderful, <laughs> and this, this wonderful, beautiful, get on my nerves being just put me out there so what is accountability? so we can't say accountability without community because yeah. the show is about accountability and community, and community i'm yeah. gonna start at, at with what gets on my nerves this is what gets on my nerves and the thing the, the thing that gets on my my chief there's some shiny and this light was like i've been on the sun all day no i've been kissed by the sun today i was working on okay we digress go ahead accountability and community so accountability and community see here's the thing this is what gets on my nerves and it gets on my nerves because just say it megan here's the thing is that a lot of folks do not like to be held accountable by community. And a lot of these folks that I'm thinking of are folks that are pastors, are folks that are seminary trained, are folks that are degree. They don't like to be held accountable by community. Let me tell you a really harsh way I was held accountable. I'm gonna put my business out there. Yeah, I, I don't care. I guess you needed a discussion. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna say this and then you go. I was, I was, I was denied a license mm. in my denomination. I was denied a license, and my denomination is UCC, United Church of Christ. I was denied a license to serve the Eucharist. That's a fancy word to serve communion. I was denied, I had to go before a body of folk because we don't have a hierarchy in UCC, it's association. So I had to go before the association in Philadelphia 
and I was denied my license uh, because they said, you aren't ready, you aren't this, you aren't that, you didn't answer uh, the questions fully and correctly. And look, my eyes twitching because I'm remembering that time. My eyes started twitching. That, that's a sure tell sign for me that I'm, I'm going back to the pain. <laughs> but anyway, so when I was denied, I remember I was like, that night, I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Uh, uh, and, and I remember I told my, I'm going to tell more of my business, told my wife at that time, now we're, we're divorced, but told my wife at that time, <laughs> it's, story, it's so messy. It's so messy. I told my wife at that time, and she was very supportive. She said, so what, we leaving the UCC? What are we going to do? You going to start your own thing? I said, no. I'm going to study harder. They said, we want you to go back and take, I had already graduated from seminary. They said, we want you to go back and take two or three more classes. We want you to write a paper. We want you to do all this stuff. What did I do? I went back, took the classes. I wrote the paper, came back before them. I when I say I studied my behind off, but let me tell you something, that community that held me accountable shifted and changed uh, um, my not only my relationship with God, but how I show up, how I don't show up in my ego. Because before then, I was showing up in my ego. Mm. Like, oh, I got it. I'm in seminary. I go to this church. I know this person. I know that person. This is going to be fine. God was like, Shh, let me stop you right there because this ain't about your ego. This is about your spirit. And they're going to see that your spirit ain't grounded. So <laughs> they're going to deny you. And that's exactly what happened. I would not have that happen any differently. Mm. I, the fact that that community held me accountable shifted how I show up for myself and how I show up in my gifting and how I show up in the fact that in the calling that God has given to me. But you wasn't always, you wasn't always okay with it. Like there was, there was a season where you was upset with that community for holding you accountable. Mm, I was, I was, I wasn't, I was irritated. I'm, I'm going to be real plain. I was irritated with the association that held me accountable, but I was more upset with the direct community, the church community I was a part of because they didn't allow themselves, I'm going to say it plain, they didn't allow themselves to be held accountable for the fact that, that I wasn't prepared. Well, I, you know, I love community. So, I mean, I love accountability. Can I just say this real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dasha me... is the ditty. <laughs> Let me tell y'all this. And it's going to come out more. Dasha, Dasha is the ditty of, like, spiritual community. <laughs> like, if, if, and it's going to become big. Like, it's, it's because she has this gift of, she is, is. The, she is the ditty and the Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Because you know how Diddy and Jamie Foxx for the best friend. I really Friday. don't know what it is, though. Seriously, I don't. So I remember. So that's uh, it's so funny that you said that. So I remember the first time that was spoken to me was in seminary. It was, um, I was presenting my my, my last um, presentation um, for my senior year. I forget what they call it. Um, um, shout out to Melva Sansa, who was my mentor and guided me through that. Um, and I was presenting it and you know, you're, you're able to invite folks. So, you know me, I'm inviting everybody. <laughs> she handed out flyers. 
I just, I just said that I'm about to present my, 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 my presentation. It's on this. Please come out. And um, when, when the um, facilitators and the, those who were reviewing uh, the body that was reviewing my work came into the door, they were like, oh, you are a gatherer of the people. Because it was packed, right? And all I did was ask. Um, but, but I, and I also think it comes from, from the way that I was raised, you know, in, in, mm. in my mother's household, I mean, we always had someone living with us. My mm. mom is also someone who's like always preparing food for people, uh, like anything that my mom is always, is always healing folks. Shout out to you, mommy. <laughs> and so I've just, I really, even my father, my father's all is, is a helper. We are people person. And we are family oriented or oriented. We love parties. We love to gather. We love to celebrate. And even, even, even in those, those times of mourning and pain and grief, we love to be with people. And so, um, I think that's what it, it, it's just natural. And so I love community and it, it, I probably talk about community all the time. It's, and it's so funny because I am so much of an introvert, you know, as well, you know I'm an introvert. I can be by myself, like for, I live by myself, and I can be by myself and very tunnel vision at times. But I also need community for the energy to come back into the to do the work that 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 I need to do. But but with account the accountability part, sometimes I think we need to really assess those we we choose to be accountable for, and to be and, and be our accountability partner. You know, because I, I also believe that some people, if you don't assess them well enough, mm -hmm. um, they will hold you accountable to the old you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not the growth you, not, not, not the you that are this trying to become, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. hold you accountable to, you know, the, the, the you that they always knew you to be, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yet God is trying to grow you and move you. Like mm -hmm. I, yes, I've made some mistakes in my past. Yes. I know, you know, teenage Dasha, but can you see past mm -hmm. the me that you used to know and see where God is moving? Mm -hmm. and, and for me, I've learned in my young age <laughs> that um, I can't have everybody hold me accountable because I feel like there are people that limits me to my growth. Mm -hmm. um, and so mm -hmm. I have my top five. I have top five. You actually part of my top. Did you know you was part of my top five? I didn't know, but I was sitting here when she said top five. I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like most recently I, 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 I made a list of my, who are my top five people at this point in my life? You know, living my, I'm, I'm four de decades in now, right? Um, that, that, that I think can hold me accountable, accountable to my journey here, you mm -hmm. know, and in my thirties, you know what I'm saying? Those sets of people were different in my twenties. You know, I think I really started thinking about accountability around 20, my 18, no, teenage years now, but in my twenties, they were, my goals were different, you know, and the people were different, but this leg of the race, man, my account of, man, I got some powerhouse. Let, let me ask you this, because someone needs to hear this. Mm -hmm. How how do you know, because you, you said, you know, some people who hold you accountable, hold you to your old self. Well, how do you know, like, what is your criteria, criteria for 
someone being accountability partner for you? That's a good question. Um, I think for me, I mean, and because I'm, I'm, let me just say, I'm, I'm a person who, who analyzes. I'm very analytical, and I think th- things through thoroughly. Um, my accountability people are people who will call me out of my shit. Mm. People who will uh, let me know that Dasha, your shit stay too. You know, I, I know, I know. Sorry, I got to be real here. Excuse the profanity. Who you saying sorry to? You ain't never heard that word? I'm just saying if you got your kids listening to us. <laughs> um, they heard that word. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so people who, who are honest with me, who um, are, are, are afraid to have some real conversations and, and pull some, some, some real things to the table, both ways, reciprocity. Mm-hmm. reciprocity is a big thing for me in accountable relationship because um I've I've been in a one-sided one-sided relationship friendships where I'm pouring out to people and um you know they're always asking me for advice but they don't check up on me they don't ask me how I'm doing um they just call and ask for advice and it's like and I could be having like a shitty day and I'll have nothing to to give out right um someone I can have fun with too like it's 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 not like I have and then fun doesn't mean like we're going on vacation because like my top five ain't people, all people I'm traveling with but people that I can have like a genuine laugh with you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying like yeah. I can say something and it's like you ain't too tight or rigid yeah, yeah. you get what I'm saying and we yeah. can just laugh like yeah. right and so yeah. um and, and also accountability partner for me is not necessarily someone that knows the all the ins and out of my relationship so mm-hmm. there are they, of, of my life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i think there are accountability partners um that can be focused or or meant some people may want to call them mentors there's so many names i'm calling we're saying accountability but folks that in ministry um in relationships you know what i'm saying because you don't want to deposit everything on one person yeah. i mean there's Listen, build you a little community mm-hmm. of people. Listen, that's mm-hmm. why I have a therapist. I have a spiritual director. I mean, I have friends and I don't give them all of me because my thing is they have enough of themselves to give, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Give out or hold on to. So I think we need to be careful and mindful about that as well. Mm-hmm. So those are the things for me that um, that I, 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 I look for for accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and let me just say this, because I've run into this issue in my ministerial career, is that just because, and and also in the career before my career in ministry, just because someone is successful in the career that you're, or in the work that you're doing, in the gifting that you have, don't give them, be so quick to give them the title of, oh, they're my accountability partner because they, because, because they're successful or they're making money or they're a little bit further than I am. Because let me tell you this, and I want you to lean in kids, lean in kids, listen closely, is that everybody, I'm going to say everybody, everybody has their own agenda. And there's only some people who will realize that your agenda is your agenda and you don't have to make your agenda part of somebody else's life. This is what I mean. I've run into so many folks, so many ministers, pastors, who I tell them, who I told them, like, this is my dream, this is my calling. And then they would just disregard it because they already had an agenda 
for their life and they inserted me into it. So every time I would come to them and be like, hey, so I want to do this, I want to do that. They would manipulate it in such a way where my agenda would take a back seat or my calling or what God was calling me to do would take a back seat so that I could be a part of their agenda. Do not make someone your accountability partner just because they appear successful or they appear like they got it going on or they appear like, what, what, what's another, I don't know. But don't just, don't do it just because of that. No, don't think they're so magical that, that you have to tap into their magic. You have your own magic. You have your, didn't I say something like this? <laughs> you, you have your own magic, okay? Yeah. I, I want to also add this, uh, as we're wrapping up the show, um, you were saying about that's, like, to tell, that's to tell me to stop talking no, no, no. no I'm only playing go ahead, go ahead. Just because we're coming towards the tail end yeah, of our yeah, show okay. you know yeah you need to get that music that music <laughs> no say what you were going to say because um, you said something that I think was important like as far as like who we look for for accountability so you know all of my accountability partners don't know that they're my accountability my nephew who is seven years old oh, is part wonderful. of my accountability because he holds me accountable to play and anytime i am with him he's going to remind me dasha needs to play my my gotcha who is 10 years younger than me who is I, had, I would have never thought, and this is like just now has been added to my accountability because I only had three, so I had to add two more. And these are the two that I've added. My nephew, because I need more play in my life, and my godchild, who, um, who we connected in, we've always connected, but we connected in this other realm, in this other way, and it was on time in a season of my life where God was shifting me in a place that I could not see, but I thank God, God is his positioning herself in a place where she is able to see and speak to me in a way that is painful. Ooh, it is painful, but I receive it because I know the hands of God is upon her life. And so shout out to my God, Itaki, you know who you are. All right, so we gotta wrap this thing up. But I, I mean, you got one more thing to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Wrap it up. No, I'm trying to count my accountability people. You got five. I want five. Um, well, I, I'm Kyle. Uh, Kyle Wooten. I'm uh, from Philly. Um, I currently reside in uh, Tallahassee, Florida. I'm a, a doctoral student at Florida, uh, Florida State in music education. Um, yep, I've uh, I've been a little bit all over the place in terms of uh, my faith journey. Um, and it kind of coincides with uh, with my journey with uh, with school and music. Um, my journey with faith started uh, in my family with my family church. Um, we kind of had two uh, independent legacies going on uh, in Philly. Um, my uncle was Benjamin Smith, who was the pastor of Deliverance Evangelistic Church, and my great grandparents uh, started uh, a movement in South Philly. Uh, with St. Mary's uh, Holiness Church, which came to be known as Wooten Tabernacle. So two places uh, in the city, two different uh, kind of legacies, and I was caught between uh, both of them. Um, my my entrance into the faith was deeply rooted in my family, but um, those roots um, are really uh, are deep in music. 
when I feel like when my faith intersected with my queerness in terms of a sense of awareness, um, I was 13 years old. I was 13 years old at a, a church convention um, in North Carolina. I wrote a huge letter to my family and it was uh, it was my coming out letter um, to which they didn't you know uh, easily accept. And so there weren't many conversations around it um, only because my family didn't have language for it and they refused to um, they refused to have a conversation about it. So um, homosexuality in terms of um, uh, this lens of blackness and then being a product of the black church, um, those were lines my family uh, did not cross, particularly because there were legacies and images uh, to uphold. And um, I, again, I was smack dab in the middle of that. So a 13 year old Kyle, you know, kind of had to comply. I have been able to connect uh, with people who have the education, who ask the questions, who do the work on the ground in the academy uh, and so forth. And um, I couldn't be more thankful for my uh, for my journey in that way, although it's not linear. Uh, there have been a very, uh, it's been a bevy of uh, twists and turns um, uh, to get here, but my ways of being and, um, and, and knowing and, um, and communing with God and with people um, is so much more African-centered. It's so much more in a way that, um, that allows me to look within for healing, for answers, um, for comfort, for, uh, for more journeying to um, healing those pockets and those wounds um, that are still there, you know, from childhood, you know, by way of um, my conditioning, you know, my socializing uh, in the faith. Um, I love God. I believe God. I trust God. And, um, but I don't know all of God and I don't think I ever will. And that's okay because um, uh, this journey is, again, it's going to be full of, uh, of winding turns and Whatever my destiny is beyond music, beyond um, education, um, all of the experiences that precede that have um, have been God ordained, um, and no experience I've ever had has um, been outside of a community. Woo! Can I just say you are so beautiful? I mean, you are physically beautiful, but I see your spirit within and it's, it's beautiful. Every time I hear you sing, it's beautiful. <laughs> when um, the last, my last encounter uh, with Megan was uh, at Empowering Word. And um, it, was a, it was a seven last word service with um, featuring uh, a voice for all people, uh, which was a choir I was uh, playing for headed by uh, Tamara Devlin. And Megan prayed with me and um, she could see that um, I remember the words. She said, I pray that God will take away the sadness. Mm. <laughs> you don't even know that. No, no. I, uh, no, I succinctly remember that because it was, um, it was at a time when I was giving up uh, one community for another um, and it was also at a time when, you know, I had a lot of decisions to make as to um, how I wanted to explore faith, how I wanted to express queerness, and how I wanted to curate and be a part of um, a more excellent or more um, latitudinal uh, kind of a community. And it made me sad because there were a lot of the things in those former legacies, in that, uh, in those former ways of being and knowing that I had to give up and. Um, walk away from and it made me sad because um 
I knew that I would no longer be invited into certain spaces. I knew that it would be hard. I would be hard pressed to go back into those spaces, you know, if I wanted to. I knew that there were people, places, and things that I would have to concretely uh, give up for something new. And um, that something new um, was years in the making to making um, to making a happier Kyle. And um, your uh, your prayers, Megan, um, did not fall on deaf ears. And I, I really, I really want to thank you. <laughs> gotta go, child. Give me a minute. And she really is gonna go. <laughs> but I, you know, I just she's right. I, I, she, I don't even know what to say. I'm trying to say something, but the spirit is like, you you have nothing to say. So why are you trying to say something? It it it's okay. Dasha said, just receive it. So. It's funny, and after Megan prayed that prayer, um, the very next Sunday, um, I believe I became a member uh, of Empowering Word, and Pastor Clayton prayed the same prayer. I pray that you will move and navigate beyond uh, this place of sadness, and mm -hmm. that God, um, and that God, however God decides to do it, will bring you into a space of joy. And um, you know, ten years later, I I just couldn't be. Um, more grateful to, um, and, and it's beyond getting a PhD. It's beyond, you know, coming into a university teaching position. It's be, it's just that I love the space that I take up. Mm. I love, um, thank you, God. I love mm. the space that I Ish. take up as a human that is being. Yes. And yes, so um and what I was so afraid to give up um what I was so afraid to um to trade in um as it were it just it didn't compare because um the relationships that I lost the clout um that I that I lost um the name that I lost, um, it just didn't compare to what was, the scripture says the glory that'll be revealed, mm. but it had to be revealed in me. Yeah, yes. And that um, there, it's said in a lot of different spaces, um, but I think the same thing rings true is that there's no difference between the, uh, the sacred and the secular. Mm -hmm. And um, the same ancestors the same legacies um, that I was so afraid of disappointing as mm. a child and as a young adult, I feel like those relationships with those ancestors and those legacies, um, they're meeting me on this side. And they're, cheer and they're cheering me on um, they're cheering me on in ways that I never imagined because um, I had to reckon with legacies and ancestors um, as a Kyle that wasn't fully realized, obviously at seven or eight years old or even at 23. Now at 33, um, some things have happened. You know, I am in a space of gratitude now for all of it. You know, yeah, there's still things I want to fuss about, still things that, you know, I want to cuss about. And, you know, that's that's fine, you know, and even if I don't get everything right on this side, it's okay. It's okay, but um, this skin, this body, this queerness, this, uh, this mind, uh, this love, these gifts, these talents, 
Um, I the imperfections, of course. Um, I love I love all of it. It's an all inclusive love that um, that is no longer painful. Mm. You know, we, we used to sing. Uh, uh, what's the song we used to sing? at offering time that Jesus and me loves the Jesus and you and makes it so easy to love. And um, so easy. So, <laughs> yes, it's so um, it's easier to um, to look at this Kyle in the mirror and to praise him and to find him worthy and to call him excellent and to call him called. Mm -hmm. And to call him called. Because there was a time I just didn't believe that I was and that the call on my life was a counterfeit. What song do you sing to yourself when you're loving on yourself? Is there a particular song that you like to sing to yourself? It's good. Um, God has not promised me sunshine. That's not the way it's going to be. But a little rain mixed with God's sunshine, yes. a little pain helps me appreciate the good times. So be, be grateful. song I sing to myself um not just when times are dark but you know because the word says we've got to get a little rain mixed with God's uh sunshine and um perhaps um perhaps the sunshine and the rain are giving us something um you know that we need um there was a letter that I wrote to myself recently and I said I am loved by the sun and the rain and that um, the rain, rain is rain. You know, it's, um, it's not necessarily negative. It's just as beneficial um, than the sun. It's just as beneficial as the sun. And um, sometimes we have to have a little of both. And um, I, no longer to, I no longer subscribe to um, a theology of suffering and suffering uh, perpetually. But um, I believe that experiences of sunshine and rain, uh, metaphorically, can, um, it can give us some insight about where we are, um, what we're hoping for, um, and perhaps it could ground us in what is. And for all of that, I'm just grateful. Two Resno Church is powered by DeSaint Media, Jiggy Jazz Production, and B. Paul Mobley. Two Revs No Church is sponsored by Pennsylvania Southeast Conference of the United Church of Christ.